are you listening to me or are you hearing me because if you are hearing me it's through the ears if you're listening to me it's through the mind if you're hearing me merely the words then you will respond something totally different whereas if you listen to me then the response will be very different from what you responded earlier Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your life at work. No question is out of syllabus, nothing is taboo, no fluff stuff, no mumbo jumbo, a simple straight talk podcast which talks everything about life at work. So in this episode, I am going to decipher between hearing and listening. Many of you would have made colossal mistakes over a period of time as I have while trying to hear and not listen actively. And when I switched from hearing to listening, there were amazing results. I'll give you some examples, stick around till the end and there'll be some ins- insights for you. Welcome again to Bus Talk. Let's dive in. To better understand the difference between hearing and listening, let's plot it against a few points to see if we can clearly make the distinction between the two. Hearing refers to somebody's ability to perceive sounds through their ears. Listening on the other hand is someone's ability to process those sounds, their analysis of those sounds which you hear through your ears. Hearing is an ability while listening is a skill. One is a physiological activity, the other is a psychological activity. One is happens at a subconscious level. You don't consciously hear, you know, it, it is something that keeps happening. While listening is a conscious effort, it, it happens at a conscious level. We while you hear, you're probably not aware or have any control over the sounds that you hear. Of course, you can put fingers in your ears, but you still hear something. Whereas we listen to acquire knowledge or understand information better, pick up the subtext, the non-verbals, the underlying messages because of the processing that happens. So it's very important for you to understand the difference between hearing and listening. Now, that given that you have a fair understanding of hearing and listening, let me give you some examples to accentuate the point. Sales folks out there, this one's for you. How many times have you been in a situation where you've gone blank when the customer said, "Yes, I'm interested, let's talk." <laughs> let's take a step back. Right through the day, you've been trying to reach many customers and each time you're hearing a negative a rejection and objection and so your mind is tuned to hearing those rejections. Are you interested? No, I'm not interested. Bang the phone down, disconnect midway, abuse, what have you. And so you do this time and time again, over and over again and suddenly this one customer picks up the phone and says, "Yeah, thank God you called. Let's have a conversation. I'm interested." And you go, "Oh, oh, I mean, uh, mm, uh, mm, and you stumble and stutter and like you, you just went into a blank zone. Like, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> and, you know, words don't come to your mouth and you're almost flummoxed for a response. And that happens when all day long you've been hearing the same response over and over again. And so had you been listening in each call and admitted that's a difficult proposition because it's not just one day we do it every single day for quarter and quarter year on year for years together and so it's difficult given admitted however if you are listening 
then you would be in a better position to analyze process and respond so the moment the customer says yes i'm interested let's uh, discuss further your prompt reaction could be awesome you know i've been having this conversation all through the day and people were just not ready to listen to me you just made my day and there you broke the ice say so, hey what i have to share probably will take about 5 or 7 minutes and at the end of it we can decide whether if we want to continue if it doesn't make sense we won't but if it does then we can probably think of a next step does that work for you and so you ease into a conversation and clearly there are multiple ways of leading into a conversation i just gave you one but to be able to deliver this particular piece of message you ought to have listened to the customer response if you were hearing the customer response then chances are you would draw a blank when they say yes i'm interested let me share an example from an individual contributor standpoint now many of us have been ics before we have been in those huddled rooms listening to our managers go on and on about how q4 is important and there is no q5 and how we have to ensure that none of the deals slip over to q1 and it goes yada 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 and suddenly your pupils dilute and you're just not listening anymore it's you know the drill you know it's a repetitive message you've heard it million times before so you're somewhere your mind is switched off and as you are just staring blankly at your manager she suddenly turns up turns her gaze towards you and says so what do you think about this what can we do <laughs> you are jolted out of your wits and you're suddenly you arrive into reality and everybody around the table is looking at you and you're like holy shit what happened what did what am i supposed to respond what did i miss you were hearing all along but you were not listening has that happened to you it's happened to me multiple times so i can tell you there are many such examples where we inadvertently slip into hearing and oftentimes this also happens owing to a confirmation bias situation now for those who don't understand confirmation bias let me give you a quick snapshot simply put confirmation bias is a tendency for some people in some people to only listen to the information which confirms their own predispositioned pre-thought through predetermined ideas or beliefs or values it's like simply put whatever that you've learned before you are tend to believe only that information and reject anything else that is contrary to that belief to sum it up confirmation bias is the tendency to search for interpret favor and recall information in a way that confirms or supports somebody's prior beliefs or values or thought processes you can find it in many of the management definitions you can look it up any of the management books you will get the same definition so it's important to realize that all of these are interconnected in some way or the other because you have a confirmation bias in your head going on you are you stop listening and you start hearing things and you want to hear the same things over and over again it's when you start listening there is a pattern break and like oh this is different the manager said there is no q5 but she also added that those set of people who get to their numbers earlier stand a chance to go to vegas 
you know, the sales kick off in Vegas. This was not the case earlier. Did you miss that information? Or were you listening actively? And I'm just giving a random example, but you get the drift, right? You pick up on active conversations. You pick up on some of the non-verbals when you are listening, but when you are hearing, you tend to miss out all of that. Okay, so how do we remedy that? Now that you've understood the definition of or the differentiation between hearing and listening, you've heard an example between hearing and listening. Given the fact that you are prone to hearing more than listening, what are the two or three things that you can do to increase your listening ability and reducing your mere hearing? Not necessarily reduce, but process more of the hearing and translate into listening. Let's find out. The prime culprit in misinterpretations or misunderstandings happen when you respond before understanding the subtext, the context, the whole conversation or the comment. And so lesson number one is to wait, be patient, absorb the commentary, reflect, analyze, and then make an intelligent repost, a revert, a retort, whatever might be the situation. Now, this might sound a very long drawn thing. Trust me, it isn't. Once you practice it a little more, you will realize it is coming very quickly. It might be a second or two. Oftentimes we see many leaders who are very calm, gathered, very measured in their approach and brevity is their strength. They say a lot with very few words and you have to realize that a lot of it is uh, thought through and when you really listen to them you realize the amount of questions that have been preempted in their response and so one has to try and achieve that level of expertise where you preempt some of the objections and pressy 50 thoughts into five and then deliver a succinct answer which is which answers all of these questions without going Uh, you know, all over town. And so it's very important to control your thoughts, the urge to respond. You are an intelligent person and you have multiple ideas. You are, you want to assert yourself. You want to let the people know that you know, you know shit. And you want to let other person know that, hey, I know better than you. But hold your horses, cowboy. You have every right to let the other person know that you know something better or something different. But don't jump the gun before you hear the entire response. Eight on ten times you will land up in a wrong position. You probably have to correct yourself. You will land up, have to apologize. You probably make a fool of yourself. And one of the prerequisites of matured leaders, or if you aspire to be one, is to be analytical, absorb the information, be respectful of what the other person is trying to say. Put yourself in their shoes and see what rationale would they have used to make such a comment or statement and then have a response. And sometimes if you don't have a response, keep shut. It's perfectly okay to not have a response. I cannot stress on this enough. It's okay to not have an intelligent comment sometimes. You know, you don't have to sound intelligent. Sometimes not saying anything works just fine. You acknowledge that was a good point made. 
move on to the next one wait your time wait your turn when you are well informed well analyzed then make a point tip number 2 ask questions don't be in a hurry to give a response ask more clarifying questions ask ancillary questions of course they have to be relevant questions don't ask some random questions but to the point this one trick to get you to be more alert more active in participation it will get your adrenaline rushing you have that much more thought clarity you need to get yourself to analyze the information that is being provided to you smartly quickly and then respond with an intelligent question clarifying question even if you know the answer ask those questions and see if it reconfirms your doubt or does it present a new information because if it does then your response could be something different so that's one trick of understanding and responding to the point instead of randomly babbling whatever that you thought was the intended question or comment tip number 3 separate the role from the identity at least at work remind yourself that the comment question query being addressed to you is for that role it may not directly address your identity so do not mix these two things of course this does not apply if you were at home and talking to your partner to your friends family then that's a different conversation or connotation however at work please realize you are paid to execute a particular role and so the comment question query is directed towards that role that you are paid to execute not you as a person i know you might think they are one and the same trust me they are not you as an individual person are different from the role that you are paid to execute it's your job and so try and be objective about it it doesn't come overnight admitted but remind yourself that over a period of time you will be able to be more objective about responding to a comment or a question especially if it is a critique or a criticism people often get very dejected very rejected oh my god this person said i suck and should it kind of hurts your ego it makes you feel angry you want to like give it back you don't need to you are there if you do you are elevating that person's importance in your life more than it actually warrants or deserves is it not you don't need to you know and you have to be factually correct disclaimer there you can't randomly base your uh, judgment or opinion on some fiction and then go on and argue in which case you will be in denial right so understand these nuances i'm assuming here that you have done your homework you have your fact checked you have your data in place and now you are in a urgent hurry to sometimes respond and you get hurt when there is a counter accusation and it it destabilizes your mind that you're like oh god how could that person say such a thing nasty person no it's not the person is not a nasty person they have they're saying this owing to their belief systems it could be their confirmation bias it could be their understanding of your role which you are paid to do it's not a reflection of who you are as a person this mindset helps a lot during 
customer rejections, especially if you are in a customer facing role and the customer sometimes is unhappy, there's an irate customer, they sometimes bang the phone or abuse the company. Remind yourself, it's not you as an individual who they are saying or directing that criticism. It is to the role or the company or the product or the service, their frustration is redirected to that part, not you as the person. So as long as you separate these two, chances are you will remain calm and then process the information, translate the hearing into active listening and then make an intelligent response. Chances are people will appreciate your response because it is a well thought through answer and not a tit for tat, aggressive, pointless retort, almost like a rhetorical, if you will. That doesn't do any justice to your intellect, your ability. In fact, it poorly reflects on you saying that, hey, you got sucked into it. Don't. Okie dokie, I hope that was useful to you. If not, I'm open to suggestions, comments, doubts, questions, what have you. Bring it on, share it with me. You know my Twitter handle, Gyanban, or my email, gyanban at gmail.com. Leave a voice message on the link below. Share your thoughts, wake up and smell the cappuccino. Let me know what you thought about this and we can take the conversation forward. As always, I do not claim it's a be-all, end-all kind of a etched in stone information. As you are evolving, I too am evolving. I'm learning things and I'm one such person who's very happy to unlearn, relearn and be the first person to say, hey, maybe I understood it incorrectly. I'm happy to stand corrected. So on that note, stay well, stay safe. Get your A-game to work. You were listening to Bus Talk and this is your host, A.B. Peace out.